Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm basically recording in the middle of an earthquake zone, active fault line, because they are fixing the planters in my condo. They're tearing down trees, girl. The trees are just like crushing the parking garage below us. All of a sudden, I know about like structural and... She's a civil engineer, mama. (laughs) Hello and welcome to Beauty Translated. I'm your host, Carmen Laurent. This is the show all about celebrating the inner and outer beauty within the trans community. My guest today is the Atlanta drag diva and co-host of Good Judy podcast, Brigitte Bidet. Although Brigitte identifies as a cis male outside of drag, we have lots of overlapping experiences to discuss. She joins me to talk about creating her fabulous drag persona and the trans women who inspired her drag. We also discuss certain celebrities using queerness as a costume for clout, tranny chasers, and what it means to be queer in the South, and so much more. This episode had me in tears of laughter during the recording. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the lovely... (laughs) I hope you enjoy my conversation with the lovely Brigitte Bidet. With the lovely Brigitte Bidet. I'm so thankful for you joining us, by the way, and thank you for having me on your pod. But today I am joined by one of our good Judies from Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is Brigitte Bidet. She is the 10 dancing toes of Atlanta. Please welcome to the show, Brigitte Bidet. (laughs) Hello, and thank you for having me. Well, Brigitte, I'm really excited to have you here today. This is another drag episode of Beauty Translated. One of the main reasons I wanted to have Good Judy on the pod was so that I could talk about your show, let my audience get to know your show, because it's all about Southern queer culture. It's been one of my favorite podcasts since you guys started. So, And you inspired me when I was making this show. 
Thank you so much. I love hearing things like that because talking into the mic, sometimes you're like, shut the fuck up already. Wait, can I cuss on here? (laughs) Yes, bitch, cuss me. I mean, she got funding, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There goes my funding. (laughs) Oh my God, I just demonetized the doll. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's just so nice when people tell me they listen or they were inspired or anything because... It's more of like a side passion project versus like my more glamorous and fabulous nightlife identity. So, yeah, I am proud of like the work we've done with Good Judy. And I'm glad that we do it because sometimes it's like, why are we even doing this? But deep down, I know that it is low key archiving queer history. And I'm like, that is sickening as fuck. Exactly. That is exactly what it's doing. And that's my favorite part about Good Judy. I tune in every week to listen to a part of queer history. Mm -hmm. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you. The Shauna Brooks episode is my favorite. I listen to it all the time. (laughs) Oh my God. She is just literally a prophet. An icon. (laughs) A legend. The T-H-E-E oracle. (laughs) But just like been there, done that, has seen it all, has made a career out of this crazy drag thing and has so much wisdom and is so funny. So what more could you want? All right. Well, Brigitte, tell our listeners a little bit about you. And first, can you tell us just about how you identify and who you are? I think it's important to talk about what you do outside of drag, too, because you're a professional dancer, right? Yes. Well, I this sounds so weird, but I was a professional dancer. Yeah. And I quit dancing full time to do drag full time. Okay, fabulous. Yeah, it's been amazing. Like I loved. Well, just a little background is that I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta near Six Flags and yes. loved theater. Mableton, <laughs> baby. Mableton girl. Okay. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> but very close to Atlanta, so not like as rural as it could have been in a way. Definitely lots of like influences so that I wasn't just like a stupid country bumpkin. Country bumpkin. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What was that stupid telethon thing we did with Wussy? Uh, I can't even remember. Oh my God. But it was like taking back this idea that queerness can only exist in cities. Yeah. Uh, metro normativity. Oh metro my God. Norma- Tell the girls what metro normativity means, mama. That, yeah, it's the this idea that queerness can only be sustained within a densely populated area. And anybody who's in the country is like this missing toothed inbred that will never like fully realize themselves or this or that. When in reality, there is a rich queer community outside of many cities and in many rural areas, including Georgia. I mean, Blue Ridge is very gay. Yeah. Would you believe it? (laughs) Yeah. And like, we have disposable income and we can get a cabin. Like, deal with it. (laughs) Dual income, no kids, bitch. Right? We are the invaders. The sea people. Little ancient Egypt deep cut there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, grew up in the suburbs, wanted to be an actor on Broadway, loved musical theater, that kind of gay. Can't tell she's gay, honey. Gay, 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 gay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Gayer than gay. No, no coming out. Just tap dancing like out of the woods. Catching wind. up to people already have known that you're gay. But I ended up going to school in Chicago. Did musical theater for one year and it's like, I fucking hate this. Like, theater kids are annoying as shit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was in theater in high school. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we had to. I gained all my confidence being in theater. True. I was Same also here. at a school where no guys even did theater. So I would get big parts just for showing up. Just for showing up and being you. I love that. Yes. And so it gave me that confidence and... As a young queer person, you got to take it wherever the fuck you can get it, because otherwise it's a lot of self-loathing, you know, and outside loathing, like everyone else hates you too. (laughs) True. (laughs) But I used comedy and wit and performance to like be myself. And that was like my armor or whatever. Went to musical theater school, hated it, had this teacher like read me to filth. Basically told me I was completely unaware of my body. Damn. And I was like, really? (laughs) Wow. So I took a dance class to get better and then fell in love with dance, changed my major to dance, finished out the rest of my time in college as a dancer. And it was another situation. You told that bitch to go fuck herself, basically. I did. Actually, I'm so proud that, that I had that experience because... People are too nice these days. If he wouldn't have said anything, oh my can god. Can we bring back bullying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we bring can we bring back bullying? <laughs> bring it back. Because honestly, you have to hear dissent, like criticism, all of those things. You can't just have yes yeah. people. You need your yes people in your corner, but you have to have a bitch knock you down to reality. That is so true. Mm, that's what happened to me. Then I loved dancing, finished, but wasn't ever that good because a lot of the people I danced with started when they were like two. Oh my God. And so I was like, God. And then I would get in trouble. <laughs> like I'd be in the back of ballet class, like doing my thing. And she's like, you're back there doing burlesque, blah, blah, blah. Like making fun <laughs> of me. And I was oh like, my Ooh, God. burlesque. That actually sounds kind of fun. Did a couple yeah. shows as a boylesque dancer yeah. up in Chicago. We've had boylesque on this show before. Oh, yeah. See, I'm bringing you like all of these. Full circle moments. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just like my first foray into like queer performance. And then I saw Drag Race, started really getting obsessed with drag, moved down to Atlanta after college and met... Violet Tchotchke <laughs> waiting tables. I was at homegrown was like, do you do drag? Because like, I'm a professional dancer and I want to learn how to do drag. You met her at homegrown. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. You worked at homegrown. Damn, that's right. Yeah. Was she working at Fellini's at that time? Yes. And she, so I guess yeah. she's not like my mom, but definitely my drag sister and definitely the first person who ever put me in drag. And yeah. I mean, I know how to pick them, honey. Who better to have yeah. as like <laughs> a resource? And talk about someone who will tell you if you look like shit. She'll tell you exactly <laughs> how it is, bitch. So yeah, and it literally, I hate that expression, but the rest is history, baby. Like from there. And the rest. It was like gig, gig, gig. Oh, and also I got a job dancing. 
but it was like yeah. a contemporary dance company, which contemporary dance can get very mediocre very fast. And mm. although I loved being a dancer, I always felt insecure about the company I was in because we weren't like the Atlanta Ballet, you know, we were like <laughs> hugging trees in the forest. <laughs> The tree hugger ballet. <laughs> Literally. But we traveled a lot. So I stayed. I went all over Europe and went to Israel a couple of times. Oh, problematic. I'm not a Zionist. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm not Regina We are pro-Palestine here, baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> we, this is a pro-Palestine podcast. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but being an American is basically a Zionist of America. So team, we're all fucked. Team. That's true. And that is how I ended up here on this podcast. That's my story in a nutshell. I feel like that was very long-winded, but that's me. I really just came to know you at the moment that you came to know Violet. That was at the time that Violet was going into drag, like deep into drag. And I was trying to move the fuck out, you know, just because Violet and I were living in, we were sharing the same bed at that time. When you guys met. <sighs> Fucking wild. <laughs> intimacy. Like, Wasn't there like a squatter, a squatter situation involved before it, that? It, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just stopped. They just stopped collecting the rent, you know, and the rent was only $85 a month to begin with. So they just stopped collecting it and oh. we just kept living there. <sighs> Renters rights, bitch. <laughs> ah, God, I wish that would happen today. You know, like it could never. There, there'd be a fucking oh, next yeah. door thread about how to, like, you know, ethically evict someone from your property. Speaking of, Violet's a fucking landlord now, bitch. Can we talk about that? No, let's not talk about uh, that. Fucking capitalism, oh, <laughs> honey. We all. Yeah, she would. just had to evict those. <laughs> she did. Yeah, she, she bought a house in Echo Park for like over a million dollars. And there were like people living there, tenants living there. We can't yes. talk about her being a landlord. <laughs> oh, mistress landlord. <laughs> you need to call her that. <laughs> mistress landlord. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, that was good. I actually impressed myself with that one. Thank you for the assist. Mistress landlord, <laughs> and it's just a dog in a hot car. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, we're leaving all this in. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Ah! Ah! <laughs> okay, oh free Alex. She's not canceled. It was just like a Karen, right? I don't know a damn thing about Ali X except for that she's done something with Violet once or twice. Oh I don't my know, god! Oh, she just had a recent. I controversy. barely know who Lana Del Rey is. Good for you. <laughs> stay like just yeah. Stay out of it. Stay unwoke. You know exactly. Go to sleep. <laughs> But no, <laughs> but no I don't X, know about that. Ali X left her dog in a hot car a few <laughs> days ago. But she swears it was like 10 minutes because she's like, we walked out of the car. But this crazy, like, gay Karen. 
<laughs> this crazy gay Karen was like, I'm watching a dog die in a hot car right now. Did it? Oh, update. The owner just came out and she laughed at me. Update. It's Allie X. I'm devastated. <laughs> Bitch, I can't. Oh my. I cannot. It's just, it's just Eugene in a hot car. <laughs> oh my God. She Good thing never. she's hairless. But she would never. <laughs> yeah. She would never. She loves that fucking cat. Oh I know. Oh my god. When I got Teddy, she's like, "Oh, you're trying to outdo the doll." Outdo the doll. I was like, "No, he's a dog. Yours is a cat." We called her the other day. Actually, it was months ago. We called her and we were like, "Does Eugene still have his balls?" We were both stoned, Blake and I, and we were like, "Let's start a." Mistress Violet Sphinx cat breed and <laughs> come to find out Eugene does not have his testicles uh, anymore. He did for a while. He did and they were he, out. Girl. He was just swinging them things. <laughs> but now okay, I bitch. guess Eugene is a doll. She got her <laughs> orchiotic. What do you call that? Orchiectomy. <laughs> the dolls the dolls are dolling Teddy's a doll too oh my god <laughs> what is this what is this episode gonna even be about I don't even okay. know <laughs> <laughs> okay but yeah it is it talks about how you know queerness and transness is mutable and what even is it <laughs> What even is it? What and how I it? sometimes reference myself as trans adjacent or like in the cul-de-sac of transness. You sure are. You sure are. Because <laughs> I, I still mean, have you're my doing sack. drag. <laughs> you're. <laughs> I mean, I do two girls. Okay. Okay. I feel so. <laughs> um. No, it's like when you're in drag as much as I am, what do you call that? Bi, yeah. trans? <laughs> trans during during the nighttime only? Literally. <laughs> it's like I have this almost, dare I say it, identity where, because I like to go out after the gig too, like put on a cute outfit and go to the bars because life hack, all your drinks are free when you go out in drag. Hello. <laughs> or when you're just Hello. hot, I guess. Yeah, it's like I love existing in public, except like during the day. I do a drag bingo on Sundays and I'm always like, I don't want to do it. Because honestly, I'm a little scared some fucking Trumper is going to come up and be like, groomer. Yeah. <laughs> like it's out in the open during the day and kids come and a lot of kids like want to come up to me and take a picture and stuff. And I'm so like, I'm not that person that's like, I hate kids because I think kids are awesome right. but i don't ever want to be in a situation where a parent thinks i'm like exposing their child to something that they weren't ready um right for which isn't even like what am i even doing exposing your child as you go to fucking disney world and someone's dressed up as cinderella but we know that's not fucking cinderella like hello. yeah yeah so <laughs> it's just it's very odd but i don't know so what is that what would you call I it? I mean, I definitely, I would definitely consider that a gender fluid identity. You know, mm -hmm. you are existing in in multitudes on both ends of the binary. I mean, do you identify as like a binary man outside of drag? I do, which is kind of interesting challenge because Brigitte is so hot and gets so much attention just for like existing where I'm like, mm -hmm. who's trying to fuck? 
and <laughs> you know, and people are like, oh, you're so femme, you're so skinny. But as I get older, I realize everyone likes everything. You know, you want to find that muscle daddy. Well, there's one that wants to find that like slim sissy twunk. <laughs> twunk. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You can't knock yourself out. You got to love your. It sounds so weird, but you do have to love yourself. Ew, I'm quoting RuPaul. <laughs> if you can't love yourself, <laughs> how in the hell you're gonna love somebody else? Can I even? Can I even quote yeah. that, or am I gonna get demonetized? Oh my for god. That? RuPaul's gonna Just come get a hundred thousand dollars to say that quote. <laughs> They'll clear it. Um, that's in the budget, right? Yeah. Right. I just love being able to experience those two things. I think it just gives me more of a worldview. Being able right. to straddle the line. Straddle the line. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
in drag, you are definitely being affected by trans misogyny. I mean, let's just be real. The people that hate trans people, they don't see me and you as any different. You know what I mean? Right. Like a drag queen and a transsexual woman, they're just like, same fucking thing in their eyes, Mm -hmm. you know? For those who don't know or haven't yet read Whipping Girl, trans misogyny is a special type of misogyny that is uniquely directed at anyone who is assigned male at birth and presents with any perceived feminine traits, which all goes back to our patriarchal society hating women and any perceived femininity. As a trans woman, I experience trans misogyny, and as a drag queen, Brigitte is also someone who is affected by trans misogyny. You're affected by trans misogyny just as likely as I am to be when you're out in drag, maybe even more. Because mm-hmm. you're so beautiful and stunning. Because I'm less possible, just say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honey. Probably way, way more. I mean, they look at that, <laughs> that Cro Magnum brow and there's this. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I definitely feel that. And it's so funny how in one space you can feel like the doll. But when you have to park your shitty Nissan Versa and walk two blocks to Mary's, I feel like a fucking caveman. I'm like, clunk, 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 clunk. Going to the gig. On the way to the gig. Like, I need, actually, I need to order some new luggage because I just have this, like, nice black suitcase that holds everything. It has every compartment I need, but I'm like, this needs to be hot pink, like, snakeskin. Like, I cannot roll this ugly fucking thing around. Can we get some fucking embellishments? Which I'll say, it just reinforces the fact that, like, every part of this appearance and this image has to be, like, considered because Mm -hmm. these people take everything at face value And the fact that I'm even dissecting what kind of luggage I'm rolling into a gig shows that, yeah, the trans misogyny (laughs) is weighing down for sure. I've never even looked at it through that lens. So that's really interesting. Like we hear some of the same types of things that are like meant to be compliments, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. that are really to knock you down a few notches type of thing. You hear the same kind of comments I do from cis women like, oh, you are more beautiful than me, and I'm a woman. Yes. You know? Honey, I did a gig in Greenville, South Carolina, where it's literally you just perform at a restaurant and walk around to the tables while you perform. It is good Degrading. money, but... Cringe. <laughs> it's a humbling experience. Humbling as a fuck. <laughs> You got to knock the doll down a couple pegs. No, and so I can hear what people are saying. And there's like a crowd of women like really into it, like drunk white women with blonde hair. You know, (laughs) you know the ones. And I can hear them and they're like, he is so gorgeous. (laughs) Like, You just had to he me, girl. Yeah. You had to keep your power, your little bit of power over me in this situation because like, you're so indoctrinated with your own bullshit. Can you not just be like, she's fabulous. Like, what the fuck? Literally, I thought of you. I actually got a lot of compliments about our non-binary conversation, which was great. Oh my God. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay, people, I did too. People were like, points were made, Hanny. I want to be vulnerable for a second. I was so scared. I was up at like midnight, like, when this fucking episode drops, my <laughs> career's over. <laughs> How can that be a bad take when you're speaking from such an honest place? Yeah, and from an experienced place. Well, that's the thing. If you don't have the same exact opinion, they want to like, no, bit like, you mm-hmm. know, we don't always have to have the same exact opinion and view and everything, you know? Well, the, so. the worst part is that we will never all agree on anything. So it's like, why even try? Yes, <laughs> just, yes exactly. Just find your community, you know, and appeal to them kind of thing. But it was so funny because yeah. we had that amazing conversation. And then Sunday I go do my bingo and I'm full on Wamana. Like I even tuck for that shit, which is crazy. I'm sitting down (laughs) and this girl, excuse me, you are so gorgeous. What are your pronouns? I was like, no, not this. Not Not this. I was like, I am she, her, hersing the house down. Do I need to write it on my forehead for you, bitch? Like, she, the, hers, house. (laughs) I'd say just don't refer to me. (laughs) Yeah. If you need to, just don't. don't. (laughs) Just don't. I was like, girl, get the fuck away from me. Like, I... Now, to me, that is, like, the funniest thing. Like, someone could literally be dying, and they're like, before we call the ambulance, what are your pronouns? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, call the fucking ambulance, okay? Can I just have a transsexual rant for a second? Yes. So, you know, Ezra Miller is, like, (sighs) non-binary or whatever, right? But you also know that Ezra Miller is a fucking sexual predator right yes so like everyone you know like there's posts about it on social media and stuff and you know people are misgendering them in the comments or whatever and people are like making it their like life's work like they are doing they think they are doing the lord's work to like correct this man's (laughs) pronouns Yes, I did just call into question the validity of Ezra Miller's non-binary identity as yet another tactic of manipulation or sexual abuse. Yet another celebrity with no connection or investment to the trans community co-opting queerness as a costume for clout. Transness is a lived experience. Keyboard warriors? I don't want to hear it. At this point, he's a sexual predator. Maybe we can just let go of the idea that he was non-binary and maybe just say that was all just a ruse to try to get more pussy. Can can I just say that? It's like, giving Harry Styles. <laughs> you know, and like I, no questions asked. Just yes. You know, and it's yeah. like, it's just it's wild. Such an, it's such it's a nebulous concept. They, they were recently like <laughs> accused of burglary or some shit. In the past couple days, can we just chalk it up to the fact that he's a sociopath and maybe not non-binary? And maybe some people co-opt identities co-opt to like make themselves queerness as a costume, as an aesthetic, as a brand, as an ad campaign. Like Ezra Miller, I bet yes. you are he him in those fucking boardroom meetings with Marvel in your flash costume with a big fucking dick bulge, you know. But when it comes to like holding this obscure identity. I don't know. I just feel like some people really have it's fucked for, it up yeah. for the rest of the people. Because I do yes. know some people who are truly like yeah. androgynous. 
you know, truly non-binary individuals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I do too, obviously, you know, but it's then there's people like Vimy and like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like <laughs> Ezra, they, where I'm just me. like, I'm just like, what are y'all doing? You know? It's just, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Like these are concepts, these are concepts of queer theory that are meant to be discussed in like educated circles. They are not meant for Joe Sixpack to use <laughs> in their fucking daily conversations. Like pronouns, we were doing that in 2006. Like this is almost 20 years ago. And now Gen- when Gen Z wasn't even born, may I add. <laughs> and now that it's trickled all the fucking way down to this, and then there's mainstream conversations about it. On the one hand, it's great because it's, it's pushing the boundaries us out of this like patriarchal thing that we all hate. But on the other hand, it's like allowing anybody to put their nasty little hands all over it. Queer identity. Yeah. Yeah. Like basically straight cis people to co-opt a queer trans identity and just Mm -hmm. be like, I'm a victim now. I know. You know, (laughs) Uh, it's so fucked up. But well, first of all, I'm so grateful that just this career path I've gone down, like, puts me in in the community with trans women, especially, and trans men, but, like, that, I learned a lot from trans women showgirls. Like, the oh, yes. you want to know how to really look fucking right? Yes. You get will it together. Get, yeah, and they will get you together, but... Tell us about some of the trans women who were, like, icons for you. And oh, totally. Drag. Well, first of all, like... The way I was introduced to trans women is so much more organic than studying with a magnifying glass or searching a hashtag on social media. I'm actually coming to these people as a person, as another person. And right. as a female impersonator, y'all can teach me some shit. Like, even just tucking, like, watching showgirls tuck for the first time, you know, with, like, literally tape that could save a sinking ship. Like, boat <laughs> tape, you know? And just manipulating your body and hearing about, you know, people achieving surgeries and things like that to fully live how they see themselves and just this understanding like this body is kind of like step one ground zero like everything else is what you do it's like painting your house or something like you can't just take this at face value for some people they are that for some cis it is but for a lot of people like this is not necessarily representing what's in my spirit and my mind and just knowing that there is so much more beyond face value it's spiritual like i'm getting a little meta right now (laughs) (laughs) how many times you hit the pin before you started the show i need to hit it again (laughs) but it's basically like in a world where, you know, as a young gay guy feeling like I didn't belong in a world and then seeing people who had it way harder than me and still have confidence and love themselves and kick ass in this world. It's just it's so inspiring. I don't have to be like anything. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one of the biggest things I take away from transness is that they are so much more in touch with who they are spiritually. It's just so much deeper than this, like, 
binary. Well, not binary because <laughs> we talked about that, but but I mean, it's so much girl, deeper than like pink, a cis pink, person. Blue, cis, yeah, it's so like, much deeper. We've had to than fight that. for our gender versus it just being like given to us, right? You know? And and then it's yeah. such a truth. It's you know who you are, and no fake society bullshit could change that. It's like it comes from yeah. something so much deeper than just I want to be a boy I want to be a girl you know right it's like the matrix it's really weird (laughs) (laughs) honey it's like the matrix or something (laughs) oh I wish I could like really just like elevator speech that thought into like a clear concept I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
So like we've talked about your drag and your drag inspirations. First of all, I love your drag. If anyone gets a chance to see Brigitte live, if I'm having a rough time in my life, all I need to really do is find out where Brigitte Bidet is doing her gig. And if she's emceeing, bitch, it's going to be a good fucking show because you are the funniest fucking queen in Atlanta. And you Thank know this because you. you're booked and busy, bitch. Booked and busy. That's Thank why she stays you. booked and busy. That is so freaking sweet. That's why I always bring the 20s to your show. Honey, she knows <laughs> how to simulate this economy. <laughs> 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 oh my god but one of the one of the main topics i wanted to talk to you about today was the types of men who will come for you like come barking mm. up your tree while you're in drag yes. versus the types of men who come barking up your tree when you're not in drag <laughs> we have briefly discussed the topic of tranny chasers on the show in a previous episode with my trans daughter may but you may be as surprised as i used to be to learn that tranny chasers will literally go after a drag queen as quickly as they would go after a trans woman. But the reality we have to remind ourselves of is that in the eyes of these types of people, we're all the same. They don't recognize the nuances or the differences in our lived experiences because for them, it's just about acting out a sexual fetish. Okay, outside of drag, I kind of have to be the one that pursues people whereas yeah. in drag I get pursued and it's like what I think it's because I do go for a more passable look like it's still very drag but it's also like it's so funny every time my mom sees a picture of me in drag she's like I can't see any of your masculine features it's incredible <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> Thank you, mom. Thank you <laughs> she so loves babe. it, but that's her way of being like, damn, bitch, fishy, fishy cunts. You better work, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like... You better work that fucking cunt, pussy, pussy, cunt. I love your mom yeah, for so that. So it's like, <laughs> when I'm in drag, I get the most alpha male, muscle, military, married. DL. DL. DP. I'm kidding. <laughs> Haven't done that yet, but no. Have you been DP? <laughs> no. You're, you're not a bottom girl. girl Come on, let's be I real. Can, I can barely get a Q-tip in there without getting a hemorrhoid. <laughs> Unfortunately. I actually had a dream last night that I bottomed, but I think that's because we were talking about it at lunch and it was just on my mind. But Hey, I know uh, some men that you could bottom for very comfortably if you need their numbers. <laughs> Yes, give me that training wheel dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not the training wheel dick, bitch. Oh my God. Honestly, I just, it never feels good and I don't want to shit on anyone. That's why I don't bottom. I just need to be more vulnerable. <laughs> no, but it's crazy because I hate to say it, but those types of guys don't go for me if I'm not in drag. And I mean, maybe they would. Because I'm asking myself this all the time. Is, is it the confidence? Is it my vibe? Because I'm just like, 
But I'm like, no, it's because you're like a literal sex doll dressed up. It's because they want a chick with a dick. And yeah. you're the closest one. And it's so amongst all of the trans misogyny, it's like trans women are at the top of the food chain, bitch. They're like really everyone's are. wildest fantasy. We really are. Unless you're in the scene and really know like about all the fucking tea and who's fucking who. Like the average woman at home doesn't realize that like your husband probably wants to fuck a trans woman. Not fuck, get fucked by one too. Absolutely, and has probably offered to pay me or fly me out to wherever the fuck Period. y'all live. Like the offers I get from these married men, I'm just like, I know. Hmm. But oh my hmm. god, now that I'm in my like mid thirties and I have friends who are married, I'm like, I would hate to fuck up a marriage. But as long as she, but never I mean, the found thing is, out... is you're not the one fucking up the marriage. Exactly that part. <laughs> it was already fucked up, girl. Exactly, and the gag is. That these alpha alphas who come for Brigitte, they want a bottom. They're not <laughs> trying to like bend me over. No, they are the biggest, got toughest guys will have their fucking legs in the air. Oh, they will be spread open. Yes, absolutely. They'll be like, I've never done this before. And then you're like, Then why are you clean as a whistle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a little oh. psyllium husk, sis. <laughs> which to me i love i some people are like i don't fucking drag why did i just do nicole page brooks <laughs> she was like there are no holes in nicole i was like there are is... no holes oh my god <laughs> and I now she's married one. so she's good but yeah i will be the first one like one time this guy we hooked up and i was like he was giving all the queens all these tips i was like where's my tip and he like handed me a couple bills as he was leaving. And I closed the door. I turned the lights on. It was $200 bills. Bitch. I felt like I was in pose. I was like oh playing Kate God. Bush. Like <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ding, <laughs> ding, ding. I'll be right up the pier. I literally took oh. like selfies of my fucked up makeup with the hundreds. Just got back from the pier. Like I felt what? like the only hooker in the world, honey. <laughs> Oh my God, that first $100 bill hit. Those first hits, $200 bills hit slaps. different. Needless to say, we hung out several oh, times yeah. after that. And then it got to the point where he didn't even care if I was in drag or not. He just needed me to have on a skirt because he wanted to just lift up the skirt and suck it under the skirt. I was like, no makeup? I'll be and- over in 30 minutes. <laughs> That, and bitch, that's really all it is. They bitch, really don't care. Like I would do I that. Get yeah, I would do that over drag bingo any day. <laughs> Let's get those gigs <gasps> lined up, honey. <laughs> no, one of the first times, like Violet or Jason or whatever his third name is, uh, and his government Paul. name. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul. You know, we were hanging out all the time and he pulled up Domino Presley's video yes. one time because he was like, this bitch yes. is sickening as fuck. She's trans and she does porn. And I was like, so green. I was like, trans porn? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so dumb. Like, I knew it existed. Oh but God. again, this was, I was still new. This was like the first year in drag, you know. 
I learned uh, so those much. Those new titty getting bitches. The, yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, I love those moments where you see something that's like shocking to you. Because at that time, mm-hmm. it was shocking to see like this gorgeous woman like jacking off. Mm-hmm. And I just love those like paradigm shift moments where you're like, oh. <laughs> There's this this thing that society is so transphobic against is actually so fucking fierce and so desired. And I want to clarify something. I don't want to just reduce like transness to being desired sexually because it's not that. Oh no, yeah. But no. you know, for me it was but just another But that is another, a big part of it. That it is. is like- and they're hypersexualized just in society also due to like how deviant it's considered, I guess. It's all kind of tied right. in. Like taboo um, and everything, yeah. But for me, it was just like an example of the power again. Like the power, like here's this person that by all odds are supposed to be like shunned by society, but they're like thriving. And I was just like, this whole world is, there's just so much more than everything we've grown up with. And that was such a freeing moment to be like, there's so much more to learn. Like, I'm not just bound to these stupid things that like I've never fit into for my whole life. Even as a guy and identifying cis male or whatever, I still feel a little... It's funny because in drag, I feel a little too masculine and out of drag, I feel a little too feminine. (laughs) (laughs) So you never feel like... Either way, you're just like somewhere in between. I mean, there are those euphoric moments, but it's like, I can't wear the same outfit every day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so fascinating because it's like, there goes that societal pressure. Like, it's not real. Break through that. That's that Matrix moment again, being like, no. And I think the most eye-opening thing for me is when, like, I started doing cam modeling and I started doing porn and stuff like that for a very short time was just how many of the the mostly men how many of them were probably the types of men that in their public lives would hold what we would consider transphobic views you mm-hmm. know or how many times have we caught republican politicians jerking off to trans porn you know yeah. what i mean it's like the most searched category yeah. across. I mean, it's just wild to me that it's like. Did you see that map of like of the most like red states politically and like what their highest porn searches no. were? Trans porn is like the number one search in the most red states. Of course. Because. Of course. A hit dog will holler, baby. <gasps> A hit dog sure do holler, don't it? <laughs> a hit it's dog like, sure do holler. Why are you so mad? Why are we lying to ourselves then? You know, talk about in an age of data collection where the computers know more about us than the humans do. They can run the numbers, you know? It's like yeah. these issues that they're pretending are dividing our country. It's like the majority of people are like down for it down for it and also paying for it paying (laughs) for it and it's just yeah so i feel like i don't know if we're in some kind of gilded age or whatever but i just feel like right time right place for being a drag queen and like being queer and 
the fact that I can just go out after a gig in full drag, go into a straight bar, go to Waffle House and eat at 3 a.m. if I want and still feel cunt. That that's a good place to be in. Who knows if it's going to swing back the other way? Like I always say, Germany was very liberal right before Hitler. So, oh, my God, that is so true. So that's what kind of freaks me out. But it's, you know, a lot of queer elders say to me, even at this shithole that we're in, it's a lot better than it ever was. True. Very, very true. And that's just what we have to keep in perspective. Yeah. There are people in our lifetimes that we can talk to that talk about like having to wear three articles of men's clothing on the way to a drag show. Otherwise, they'd get arrested. Yeah. Like Jane County. Yeah. Which you guys have had the privilege to speak with. Yeah. She's like telling her cats to shut up in the background. I know. God, she's a fucking icon. I know. Things have gotten considerably better. But I think because things have gotten considerably better for LGBT people, there are those people that are trying to figure out, hmm, how do we make things not better for them? Mm. And that will always be like the back and forth, I feel like, that we will be until they find something else to exactly point the finger finger at, you know? Trans visibility is at an all-time high. We have more visible trans people than you've ever been able to look to as role models, as thought leaders, as things like that, than we've ever had before. And at the same time, anti-trans legislation is at an all-time high. So it's like, we have all this trans visibility, and unfortunately, it's not necessarily translating into trans rights. Mm -hmm. In some cases it is because there are states that are thankfully passing bills to protect gender affirming care and all of that. I hope so. Yeah, it is wild. It's wild. And, you know, the optimist in me wants to be like, we can get there. But the realist is like, wow, we are so fucked. (laughs) You know? That's what I like about you, though, is that you're a realist. You keep it real, bitch. And you're, you know, you're uh, one of our queer thought leaders of the day, I have to say. Oh, the day. Thank you. <laughs> when you're on a mic and you're t- saying something political, even if it's just a stupid joke, it's like, that has a lot of power. Yeah, and absolutely. It could make somebody think differently or, I don't know, Nicole, not to reference her again because she's terrible. <laughs> just kidding, Olivia. She like pointed out to me, you are on the mic. That's sickening. What you say goes directly in the people's ears. Like they hear it. It's just such a powerful thing. So yeah, I use it to like bring joy to people and make people laugh. But also it's let's talk some shit about what's going on and let's be real about it. And like last night at Lips, there were we always do birthdays, you know, and there were some <laughs> bridesmaids. Yeah, this girl, she couldn't answer any of my questions. I was like, that's why you haven't been laughing at my fucking jokes all night. You don't speak English. But I asked the table, I was like, where are you guys from? And they're like, Ukraine, Russia. I was like, interesting that both are at the same table. But I didn't say that. But I was like. <laughs> Hey, y'all, welcome to our fucked up country. And they all laughed like so hard because they were scared I was going to be like, make some ignorant ass joke about the war. I was like, we're fucked up too, baby. It can really disarm people like that humor and that realness. Yes. And you strike such a good balance with that. You strike such a good balance with making light of these like horrible political issues, but also talking about them in a way that is like, 
informative, I think. And that's one mm-hmm. thing like, you know, I really like about Lady Bunny, for example. Lady Bunny is very political. I find any queen who uses their platform, not just for beauty and glamour, but also to talk about political issues. I'm like props because I just respect that so much, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Because so often people are like, let's not bring politics. And I think drag is meant to be political, quite honestly. Yeah. In my opinion. Which which I love about it. It's my little passive activism. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One last question before I let you go. What does it mean to you to be queer in the South? Mm. Oh my God. See, I love thinking about this because both of my parents are from up north. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was never like eating biscuits with granny kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like me, like that type of thing. Yeah. Which I love. Like, or country I had, fried steak. You know, my grandparents on my dad's side did live down here in Georgia. But yeah, I was always, again, it's this like adjacency. Maybe that's like the observer in me that's helped inform a lot of my opinions. But I was never fully like the Southern doll. I was just kind of watching it. So I kind of started with a sense of otherness from the beginning. And then the queerness on top of that. As a younger person felt really isolating. But As I'm getting older, it's so funny how you can clock someone's queerness as an older person and just realizing that you're not as alone as you think you are. And those characters are all around you. Yeah, you might have had to navigate it a little differently, been a little more quiet about it. Being queer in the South is like helping to rewrite the fucked up narrative of what it even means to be in the South. And... The fact that we have such an awful history is an even better reason to be here and to be queer in this day and age, because it's like, yeah, I'm going to stand on the roots of all that hate and oppression and build something on top of it that like completely covers it, you know, not to sweep anything under the rug because we acknowledge our history. It might have been this at one point, but it's not that anymore. And we're fucking here and... And we're yeah. queer, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a fucking orgy at your old plantation, bitch. <laughs> I will come on those we'll walls, monkey Ray. monkey at the plantation. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I'll fuck you. I'll these walls, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's oh kind of what it feels like to me. Brigitte, this has been a lovely time chatting with you. Tell the folks where they can find you and listen to you. Oh my God. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I co-host Good Judy podcast with Ellisaurus Rex. We have episodes every Tuesday and Friday, and you can find that on all the podcasting sites. My Instagram, Brigitte Bidet. Just look on this episode for how to spell it. I fucked myself up with that one. I should have named myself Amy Adams, girl. But anyway... (laughs) And then TikTok is Brigitte underscore bidet because I used to have a TikTok and then deleted it because I thought China was watching me and then wanted one again. So, (laughs) but yeah, it was a lot of fun, girl. Thank you so much. Well, I just loved that chat with Brigitte. Thank you again, Brigitte, for joining us on the pod today. To listen to more of Brigitte Bidet with her co-host, Allosaurus Rex, 
Check them out over at Good Judy, wherever you get your podcasts. You can start with the episode that I'm on. And that's all for our 10th episode. I can't believe it. Follow Interact with Beauty Translated on Instagram at Beauty Translated Pod. And please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Thank you so much to everyone that already has. Have a lovely, have a lovely week and stay beautiful. It's ugly out there. This show is an association with the iHeart Next Up program, co-founded by Anna Hosnier, Joelle Monique, and Yesenia Median. Beauty Translated is sound designed by Jessica Krancic and produced by Kurt Guerin and Allie Perry. And our theme song was composed by Aaron Kaufman. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Summon your anticipation for an all-new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. This season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix, May 16th. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop starting May 2nd. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.